Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. Asbury Park Vibes is dedicated to sharing information about the live music scene in the Asbury Park area, as well as the bands who have traveled through. We thank you for tuning in, downloading, or just stumbling upon our podcast. Welcome to the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. I'm Diane DeMemo here with co-host Kenny Bieber. (laughs) And we are thrilled to conduct the second installment of our Women Who Rock podcast series. Tonight is extra special as we're joined by two of our favorite Asbury Park female artists, Natalie Farrell and Jackie June. I've been lucky enough to see both of them live. And um, I have to say that the amount of talent in this podcast is astronomical and it has nothing to do with Kenny and me, right, Ken? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I figure we'll just jump right in and talk about your music, ladies. Um, and I have just a, a quick, simple question to start with. Um, I love talking about music memories. Um, and many people say that they have a music memory early in their life where they realized, okay, music has got to be a part of my life forever. Do you have like a, an early like childhood memory where, where music just kind of took a hold of you and you knew that it was something special? And either Jackie or Natalie, I don't know if you have like an experience like that or make <laughs> love music, you know? Uh, Jackie, you wanna go first? <laughs> I honestly I think I was kind of I came out of the womb singing I have um I have just really funny videos of me as a kid I would grab a kitchen spoon and there was always uh in our house uh the fireplace had like a mantle that you could step on and that was my stage and so I was always like such a little ham in front of you know, my dad's camcorder. And so I think my parents knew at that moment, I was probably like four years old, three, four years old that, you know, she, she she's a ham and she's gonna, she's gonna want to be performing. And so that's like my earliest memory of, of kind of knowing that's what I wanted to be doing. But you always knew it just like was something innate. You just knew. It was, it was, it was not something I always pursued. Um, but it was always something that was that was in me and it was only the last few years that I really started kind of taking it a little more seriously. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's the the same way for me. Um, I kind of just had this feeling since I was a kid, like I just knew I could sing even when like you can't actually sing cause you're so young, you just kind of feel it inside. It's like that kind of feeling. You're like, I know I could do this. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, as I got older, I, I would always sing and dance, same as Jackie. I would run around the house dancing, singing, blasting Mariah Carey or blasting, like, Britney Spears or, like, you know, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I think I think the earliest memory is probably I had a friend over one day. And it was just, like, a typical play date. We're joking around. Um, and my mom's hearing us sing. And, you know, we're hanging out in the bedroom and stuff like that. And... Um, when my friend got picked up by her mom, my mom said, oh my gosh, your daughter has such a great voice and like, she's, you know, she's so talented. You should put her in talent shows. Um, but little did my mom know I was doing all of the singing. (laughs) So, so when she left, I I told my mom, I said, no, I, that was me singing. And she was like, oh my God, (laughs) she lost it. She immediately started putting me in like church talent shows and stuff like that. And it just, just kind of went from there. Very cool. Very cool. Kenny, I'm just going to follow that up real quick before you ask your question. Um, The ladies. um, 
So for people who might not be familiar with your type of music, you're both solo artists, but you both also do collaborative work with others. Can you just um, each take a turn and tell us like, um, you know, a little bit about the type of genre or genres that you consider your music to be and um, maybe one of your recent um, works that you've been, one of your recent singles you've released. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. <laughs> Going back and forth now. I was gonna say this is a good yeah. tac tactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I would say I am generally like a pop rock artist. Um, definitely, I've heard that there's some vibes of country in what I do. Um, but yeah, I would say more of like um, along the singer songwriter pop uh, situation um my most recent release was a song called afterglow which is was a little more in kind of like the rock direction that came out in january and um, i'm actually releasing uh this week um a remix of my song can't quit you that's got more of like a pop like electronic vibe which is like totally different for something i've done so i'm excited to to show everyone something a little bit different oh that's cool sounds very cool and a nice little switch up. Yeah. <laughs> things, right? Amen to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much, uh, I guess the best way to explain my genre is like a pop soul. Um, it's kind of got that pop vibe, but with a soulful, kind of sultry voice. <laughs> um, so I'm all about that. Um, I do like to jump around. I do have a couple of songs that are more like rock kind of pop rock kind of thing um i have a bluesy kind of style um kind of similar to my latest release actually um called keep me close um that was released back in december uh with the telegraph hill records compilation um volume three i believe we're up to now um so that was cool because i actually had been working on that song for whew, maybe three and a half four years and we finally decided this year to release it um it was definitely more of a darker side of my music and a way bluesier side um which i i kind of really liked i wanted people to kind of see that um that vulnerable side and kind of get to know me on a deeper level and who knows maybe even you know relate to me in some sort of way but it was perfect because we're all going through a pandemic and the song was pretty much based around keeping yourself close and sometimes you want to give up on yourself and you just go through these you know pulls and everything with yourself and at the end of the day um you know you have yourself at the end of the day you make your choices and you decide on how you want to go about your life and um that's a big meaning for me to to keep myself close especially with you know everybody's gone through struggles and it's nice to say that you know after all of that i have myself at the end of the day so yeah <laughs> Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> That's a very good message. Absolutely. I guess jumping off what Diane said, I know you guys both talked about from a very young age, you're, you were pretty confident that performing and music and, and singing were like very big parts of your life. At what point in your careers or a point in your journey, rather, did you decide, oh, this is actually something I want to do like seriously, like professionally? What moment did that kind of click? All right. So we got the momentum. I'll go. Um, <laughs> honestly, for me, um, I I would say it was only about three or four years ago. I was kind of going through some big life changes. And I think when that happens, um, immediately you start reevaluating your life and the things that you know are gonna make you happy and that, you know, maybe you've been kind of pushing to the side most of your life. Um, and so, yeah, so I started 
just getting back into singing, um, just kind of getting my voice back in shape with a vocal coach. And um, she started inspiring me to write, which was something I hadn't really done. When I was younger, I, I was really into writing poetry and I was also a singer, but I never combined the two. And um, so her name is Jess Hudak, just a shout out to Jess, she's great. Um, but she inspired me to start writing and you know, I, I've never looked back. I love it so much now. And um, I can't imagine not doing it. So, I'm, and, you know, sometimes we have those dark moments and those big life changes, but they always kind of happen for a reason. And, you know, I'm glad something good kind of came out of it. Mm -hmm. And, and does that, I'm sorry, Ken. No, you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> does, does that, um, you know, like, what does the music do for you? Like, you know, as far as, um, you know, you're talking about how you'll never look back from the writing and everything. What does, what purpose does the music serve you? Does it do something? How does it make you feel? How does it feed your soul? Sure. Yeah, it's super cathartic. I think um, I've always been someone who relates to, um, to, to music and has used music as an escape, as a therapy, as, you know, all of those different things. And I've always, as a, just as a person, had a really hard time being vulnerable and expressing my emotions and my feelings. And for me, music has been a way for me to do that, um, to really express the things that I'm feeling and to hopefully, um, you know, show other people that may be feeling the same way that they're not alone, because um, I know that that's what music has always done for me. So if I can contribute just a little bit to that, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way when it comes to that. Um, the whole feeling of doing singing music and stuff, it's the same way as when we listen to it. We have a particular artist or band um, that we listen to that, you know, we're feeling a certain way and we go right to that person. And um, it's kind of the same way. You know, I agree with Jackie. I'm the same exact way when it comes to that. I want people to feel the same way I feel when I listen to other people's music. I want them to um almost in a way make an impact on society kind of open their eyes to seeing the world differently than than how they've conformed themselves to think and see because so many people especially these days and myself included i'm guilty of it we tend to fall into this tunnel vision of i need to be this i need to make sure i'm doing this and if i don't i don't feel like i'm succeeding enough and as a musician that's hard enough um because it is a tough uh ground to be in um but Needless to say, it's 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 definitely that. And as far as um, performing or knowing that this was a thing for me, um, I felt this way my whole life. I mean, I would listen on radio stations of like, oh, talent scouts, this, this, and this. And I'd be like, mom and dad, like, we could do this. Like, <laughs> let's great. just get the ball rolling. And <laughs> unfortunately, due to, you know, circumstances, you know, we didn't have the time. We didn't have the money at the time. And um, I think it really hit home once uh, I came out into the Asbury Park scene and I started performing a lot more. Um, and I met all these amazing, uh, amazing artists and formed a band out of you know this community. And just being in this community has really made me feel like, okay, this is the next step I wanna take. And you know what? I have the best of people around me to support me and I couldn't ask for anything better. And it's amazing, and this is what keeps me pushing and keeps going. So for sure. Well, very good answers. Very unique too. How both of you kind of knew very intuitively that like it wasn't like oh like like Jackie was saying like later in life, but it's like interesting how like from the beginning it's like the the vision the path was there. That's fascinating. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and I love that you brought up 
the Asbury Park community. You know, both of you, uh, oftentimes we have guests from different parts of, of the United States, um, but you know, you're both specifically very prominent in the areas. You're always uh, having a, a gig here and there and hopefully more so in this next year. So I have my own feelings and I, you know, about why Asbury Park is such a special community that kind of like nourishes us like that. What are your feelings about like what makes it, why is it that we have that vibe, so to speak, you know, in Asbury? What, what is it? Do you each want to give like a shout out to a special collaborator or is there someone that really helps your career or inspires you especially? What is it about Asbury Park? So that's a great question. I think it comes from, first of all, I think there's already a foundation that was laid in Asbury Park with music, you know, obviously Springsteen and, and, you know, we have the legendary Stone Pony and all of these just amazing places and amazing musicians that laid down that foundation for, you know, musicians like us who are, are now pursuing it and, and creating and performing and all that good stuff. And um, so I think that that's part of it. And I think because of that, I think and because of the welcoming community, you know, me, I, I came in very new the past couple of years and everyone that I've met so far and that I've, um, you know, come across with or played shows with has been so warm and welcoming and saying, yeah, like, come do this or come do that or whatever. And my, my personal shout out is Brian Erickson. I think Brian Erickson is like such a huge, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah everyone. Love him. <laughs> I think that's a little familiar, how about no? Yeah, he's really great at like bringing people together and I think that he was one of the first people to kind of give me a chance and to kind of welcome me into the community and um so yeah so that's that's definitely someone who definitely made a really uh big impact on me in terms of you know the Asbury music scene I love Brian Erickson. <laughs> so great. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. Uh, I, I'm pretty much, I'm agreeing on that. It's, it's the feeling of feeling welcomed. It's not this competitive kind of thing where you could see that everywhere else when it comes to music, even music that we watch or listen to on a daily basis on like mainstream radio and stuff. Everybody's always competing. Um, and I feel like this town, this community is the complete opposite. Um, same thing when we walk into a show or we're collaborating with people, it's, it's this, Hey, how are you? And then it's like, it feels like I've known you forever. And that's, that's amazing. And I couldn't ask for anything better when it comes to that. Um, even coming into this scene, um, I remember, um, it wasn't in Asbury. It was actually in the Highlands, uh, at this place called the Chubby Pickle. Um, but all Asbury, you know, everything's close by. So, uh, when I walked in there, I had my guitar on my back and it was just myself and I bumped into literally maybe 50 <laughs> Asbury Park, like musicians. And it was amazing. The moment I met them, they were all about it. Um, funny story, actually, um, shout out to Matthew Fernicola, my guitar player. Um, when I showed up that night, uh, he was kind of your house band he was playing for everyone he was like let's do this let's improv let's let's you want to play valerie you know valerie let's do that like he was he was that kind of guy and it was awesome and um he said do you you know can you improv and at the time i would write my music like that i would just listen to music put on my voice memo and sing whatever came to mind come back to it and kind of rearrange like lyrics and stuff here or there but that's pretty much how i wrote my music and um 
and fern i call him fern i can't help it <laughs> fern pretty much played fern. the guitar i started singing and long story short that ended up being my uh debut single uh exhale and nothing was changed from that night it was the same voice memo um it's literally like maybe minor tweaks here and there maybe an extra measure or one measure less but it was literally the same song that we improved the first time i walked into that scene and um ever since then i've just been i'm especially for matthew furnicola i'm super grateful that he's introduced me to all these people um thanks to him i met our buddy uh joe pomerico who is the um, CEO, main guy of Telegraph Hill Records, and just everybody in Telegraph Hill Records are musicians in the scene. So it's just like, it's this big family. Ah, I just get so giddy over it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> all of that is what makes the town the way it is and what makes the foundation so amazing. Well said. Oh, well, oh, well said. I mean, I'm newer to the community as well the last few years. And I think, Kenny, you were here longer than me. And I remember the first time you, I met you. Over you, a year ago, yeah. <laughs> very welcoming of each other too you know he's like hey i'm kenny you know we start talking like we've been buds forever um you know and so it's we had the same experience and um actually natalie the first time i saw you was at the 2019 what a wonderful uh year um at the wonder bar and i was so struck that was the first time i was in a concert in asbury with all of of so many asbury musicians you were yeah. all asbury musicians and I was struck by how you all were together. Almost the same experience you had a chubby pickle, what you noticed, um, I noticed there like, wow, because I always thought musicians were more competitive. And I'm like, this is like a family. This is everything rooting for each other, they're cheering for each other, they're they're genuinely listening to each other's sets. And um, I was blown away. And um, I, I knew I was in love with Asbury Park for a reason, but what that night kind of solidified it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that was a great night too. You got the the best the best year out of uh, Wowie. Wonderful year. I mean, that was the second year, but it was just ten times more impactful and more people knew about it that year. So you, that was perfect timing. <laughs> great, great show for sure. Um, so Kenny, you want to ask the next one? Kenny and I are supposed to bounce off of each other too, <laughs> but I keep talking over the poor kid. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's what's a woman's the woman's month conference. It's all good. <laughs> Actually, the one question I had, I think it's interesting, and it's kind of about genre and music and influence. It's kind of like both of you have very eclectic styles. Like Jackie, each song of yours is kind of like rock and pop and has different songs. Natalie, you're a mix of like rock and soul and contemporary pop. What are some of your like biggest influences and like what kind of inspires your creative process? Because I think that, that's something I'm interested in kind of hearing. Yeah, so I would say a lot of my music is heavily influenced by the late 90s and early 2000s uh, world of pop rock. Um, one of my uh, favorite singer-songwriters is Michelle Branch. And I definitely, definitely spent many, many years um, kind of like following her and just being so inspired by her songwriting. And um, another, another band which embarrassed about anymore that I've always been super inspired by is Hanson. They actually no make songs. the most amazing music and they're still making amazing music, but they're also really big inspirations of mine. And also they all kind of fall into that late 90s, early 2000s kind of pop rock uh, kind of vibe. Um, as far as I think your second question was like, what, like, 
the creative process is like is that was that your second question okay that was yes so i guess as far as my creative process um i am primarily a top liner so i write melodies and lyrics and then i i work with uh musicians who are much better at me than uh than i could possibly do i have my piano here but it's really i'm a very very basic pianist so i work i work with the experts on that aspect of things so um, I tend to write a little bit backwards, though. I think a lot of top liners start with kind of uh, the music. Someone kind of creates some beats or creates music or whatever, and then they top line over that. I tend to write my melodies before the music even comes in. Um, so I'll get a hook or I'll get some kind of a melody in my head and just record it in my, you know, my phone voice notes or or whatever, and, you know, then start kind of you know, falling into like what lyrics kind of feel natural and then kind of go off of that to create what I want the concept to be. And then the last thing I do is then uh, I'll collaborate with a, a talented musician to uh, pick chord progressions together and and then kind of build it out off of that. So that's generally, I guess, my process. And I can't write very intentionally. That's something I'm trying to work on is being able to literally just sit here in my music room with the intention of creating a song. Um, that is very difficult for me. Most of the time, my ideas come to me either in the, and I think this is common of a lot of songwriters, like in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and be like, oh my God, this melody's so good. Or like, I'll be in the shower and one of my songs, Chasing Nightmares, I actually have like the voice note of um i was in the shower and i came up with the chorus melody and i had to grab my phone and you can hear the shower in the background like just in the weirdest places i come up with these these ideas and so um yeah that's that's how i work <laughs> I, love that. I like that <laughs> that is so unique too because you're so right like for me like i need the music before i could start writing otherwise i'm like oh my god I don't, what are we doing here <laughs> So that is like, oh my God, you blew my mind. That is amazing. Let me tell you, well, thank you. I don't know why it's that way. I, I went on a songwriting retreat a couple of years ago and it was all about, you know, collaborating and writing with other songwriters. And they're like, you write in such a strange way. And I don't think I realized it was so strange until, because again, I'm, I'm still very new to songwriting. I've only been doing this for about three years. So I didn't necessarily realize what a strange way it was that I wrote, but hey, if it works, it works. So, you know, there you go. And yeah. it is working. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from Natalie yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the complete opposite when it comes to that. Um, mainly because I, I, I taught myself the guitar. I never really took lessons or anything like that. Um, so I pretty much just learned from originally friends from like my older sister she had a lot of musician friends and then over time i would just go on youtube and start studying like just the hand movements and everything and over time i, I ended up working at a local guitar store so like i started learning from my coworkers, and i was like oh okay like this makes sense and obviously i went to college and learned some stuff too so um that helped but let's face it you don't remember everything that you learn and keep it in there so for me it's just the natural kind of um if i'm not coming up with something i'll i won't lie i'll check out you know artists that i'm into um and i'll see what they're doing with their music and i'll kind of copy them in a way and then start to turn it into my own thing and be like okay how can i tweak this to make it sound um more like a natalie vibe or give it that kind of you know signature um 
in most cases more more recently um since you know my full my entire band they're awesome amazing musicians uh, my fiance lou panico um who played with levy and the oaks um he's super talented he is the harmony guy he is like like i'm the same as you jackie i'm like i need to i'm just your basic like melody i'm gonna put that all in there um what? and then he hops in and she's like okay i need you to sing this and sometimes we'll record and we'll spend hours just me harmonizing because I can't like, like I was a soprano too in choir when I was in high school. So I never knew the harmonies above or below me. So I was like, I would always get frustrated, but he, exactly. <laughs> so he definitely, um, he helps me out with that. And um, uh, obviously Matt Fernicola, he comes up with guitar stuff or he's had stuff written like our song Blackheart, he's had, uh, the music written for that since he was in high school and he just kind of pulled it out of the books and I said I know exactly what we're going to do with this um, and then same thing with my drummer uh, Joshua Van Ness um, who plays with also the WAG um, he plays guitar also and he more recently has been sending me stuff um, as far as just regular guitar playing stuff and I'll pick at it and I'll do the same thing I'll either improv and record a, a voice memo um, or I'll sit there and I'll start like just singing like melodies without words, just kind of like da 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 da, and then come back to that and start writing over those you know those syllables and stuff like that. Um, but as far as influence goes, um, Haley Williams from Paramore has always been a huge huge influence of mine. Her songwriting, her her lyrics. I feel like every album that just came out that year hit me in the same way, and it's like. Oh my gosh, it, she just on a whole new level. Um, since I was 13 and started playing guitar, I was like, I want to be just like her. <laughs> um, and then as I got older, um, I went back to my roots of what my parents had, you know, introduced to me when I was a kid, which was Motown music and classic rock. Um, so I, I went from Led Zeppelin to the Supremes or the Temptations to the Rolling Stones, and um, I kind of wanted to dive back into that and and see where that would take me. And that led me to listening to a lot of uh, Amy Winehouse and just spiraled into this um, pop soul kind of vibe I got going today, so. Cool, wow, that's great. Yeah, How you through that, that was, that was fascinating. <laughs> really, both of your answers were fascinating, that's great. Good question, Ken. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an awesome question. <laughs> I was curious, cause like each song of yours is so different, both of you, each song is like such so distinct. And it's curious because like it's like just when I think I figured out like oh, okay this is a Natalie or Jackie song like you release a new single and I'm like okay maybe I don't know exactly what to expect just yet maybe I'm maybe I'm, I'm not fully figured it out yet. <laughs> Love it. As, you know you don't want everything to sound the same you know. So. Oh not at all. True. It's definitely true. Now I'm going to switch gears to a completely different topic but it's something as um, a woman I'm interested in in what you both have to say about it and it has to do with self confidence. Um, I think that both male and females struggle with self-confidence, but I know just, you know, as being a, a young girl when I was growing up and going through the, you know, my teenage years and everything, it was especially difficult for, um, you know, me and my friends. What would you rate your level of self-confidence? Like if I were to say on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate your self-confidence? And is it something that comes natural to you or do you have to work at it? That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> I'll be honest if you're honest, Jackie. If we're not, then I'll hop on that too. <laughs> we're together, Natalie. Um, so I would say to be completely honest with you, um, 
my confidence level is not super high right now. I would say it's definitely, it's, it's improved. Um, because I will tell you at one point, you know, I, I, the, I guess the reason I didn't do music for so long was because of lack of confidence. I think, um, being a woman in music, I think there was always kind of a set expectation as to what you need to look like. Um, and I think that I never really saw growing up anyone that looked like me, a, a plus size woman. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch MTV and see, you know, someone who looked like me. I didn't, uh, think it was possible. And so, um, immediately I wrote myself off. Well, I can't do that. You know, I don't, I don't look like the rest of the girls. Um, and I think, you know, while social media obviously has its downsides, I think it's also given, um, a lot of different people, gender, uh, shape, size, whatever it may be, the opportunity to start really feeling seen and, and feeling accepted and, um, given some of that confidence that they didn't really have before. And that's kind of how it was for me. I mean, you know, when Adele kind of came out, I think that was a big, I mean, now she's, you know, I mean, she lost a ton of weight. She looks amazing. But when she did first come out um, onto the music scene, I don't think we had seen someone like her, um, someone who was plus size with this incredible talent. And, um, you know, it's women like that, I think, who started setting the stage for, you know, girls like me who didn't think they could do it. Um, and so while my confidence is still a little rough, you know, every so often, it's something I definitely struggle with. Um, I think I'm working on it every day. And I think the more that I challenge myself and the more that I take risks and step outside of the things that make me uncomfortable, I think uh, the more confident I get. So I think that's the best way that I can kind of answer that question. Great answer. That's a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> no question, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to like, I'm like, <laughs> get the words together. <laughs> I don't know, that's hard. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, you know what it is? At, like Jackie said before, it's hard showing your vulnerability. And it was a perfect question to really expose that and be like, you know what? All right, here we go. So I'm jumping into it with you. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, I'm the same way, my, my confidence level um, could be better. Um, I think part of that had to do with, aside from the pandemic and, you know, music shutting down and everything, um, Last year, I actually was diagnosed with muscle tension dysphonia, um, which pretty much meant the muscles in my throat got so tight that I couldn't even really talk correctly. Um, it was almost like I was like trying really hard to push it out. Um, and because of that, I wasn't able to sing. Um, so I actually didn't figure this out until um, I played one show, like outdoor show last year. And I found out the same day I was playing that show. And I said, I have to I have to play this show. Um, I lucked out because the second half of the show, it got rained out and they, they pretty much canceled it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> so, um, but after that, I pretty much, um, I went through changes. I was like, is, is this happening because maybe I'm not meant to be a singer? Am I meant to be doing something else? If so, what is it? Um, and of course, because we're going through a pandemic, our social interaction is now through social media. And I started going through changes of, well, I should be posting like this every day. I should be looking like this person and I should be, you know, I should know PR. I should know how I should be presenting myself. And I don't, quite frankly, I, I literally just say, cool, either I'm going to take 
one day on the weekend and get myself dressed up and put up a white backdrop and pose or, you know, it'll be a Kodak moment or, you know, and then if we have gigs, I'll start posting them a week before. But I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to like TikTok reels or anything like that. And believe it or not, that kind of pushes the confidence down sometimes because people who do know what they're doing are getting all this exposure. And on the other end, you really want that exposure to show people your music and how you want that music to impact them but you're getting lost in the algorithm and it's pulling you down. So I think between social media, um, between me losing my voice, um, thank goodness as of uh, January, I was um, officially discharged and I went through eight months of speech therapy and I got through it. And that did build my confidence back a little bit as far as, okay, I am meant to do music. I am meant to be a front woman in my band and be the badass girl I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and it helps, it definitely helps. Um, but I think I still struggle every day with trying to figure out what are my next steps in life um, and dealing with how our social environment um, and society is at this time. Well, both of yeah. those answers were so insightful and so interesting. And I just want to put it out there. I w that wasn't a gotcha question. I was actually interested <laughs> because I, and this isn't about me, so I'm not going to go into it, but I don't have much self-confidence. So just yes, you know, you know, fellow women, it's just something that's very um, interesting to me to talk to people about. So um, I hope that didn't make you feel uncomfortable in any way. But <laughs> no. really wonderful what you both just put out there and so um, insightful and even helpful to me. So, um, you know, that, that was those were great answers. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I liked again. I loved that question because, again, it brought out the vulnerability. And I feel like yeah. us women being able to say that to each other, it's like, cool, we could build each other up then. And that that I feel like is like huge, beyond huge. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kenny. I had up. a question about, um, actually it's interesting. I have to kind of build off of Diane's question about being vulnerable and self-confidence. It seems like a lot of both of your songwriting is about that, similarly those themes about acceptance, about confidence, about empowerment. Um, what about expressing those emotions through songwriting would you say is like the most like satisfying? Like what about being able to express that? Like are, are you grateful for? So I think, to be honest with you, I think I think people's reactions, I think that there have been, I think especially with some of my songs, I've been getting a lot of really amazing response from young girls and like, like little girls, like who are like probably between the ages of like seven and 12. And that was very unexpected, <laughs> to be honest with you. I really didn't expect that age group to be drawn to my songs. And I think what's, I think that's moved me a lot because I think I, when I was that age, like I said, I needed to see someone that looked like me or I needed to see someone that um, would make me feel like I could do it too. And I remember a friend of mine from high school reached out to me and her daughter actually said to her, mommy, if your friend can do music, I can do music too. And to hear that like alone, just even from one little girl um, is, is especially someone who, like me, who's at such a small scale, you know, it's to be able to even have one little girl changed by the fact that they heard my song or were inspired by something is like, that's powerful to me because like I said, I, you know, I, I, I want to be the person that I needed when I was a little kid. You know, and I think that I try to to be that way and try to 
um, convey those messages through my music. Absolutely, it's very powerful. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that as far as you want that reaction, especially because the vibe I'm getting between me and Jackie is we are, we want to be people persons as far as like, we want to please in the way of helping people. We want people to feel like they've got somebody on their side. And like, that is just a euphoric feeling alone. So when it's coming from, you know, your writing and your messages and stuff, you, and you're connecting with somebody who feels the same way, if not has a different story, but can relate as far as on a deeper emotional level, the same way. I feel like that is, that is so satisfying. And, um, and I'm a very emotional person. Like I could, I could watch like a cat video and start crying because it's so <laughs> damn adorable. <laughs> like, But I, I'm totally like, I feel like I'm an empath in some sort, in some ways. Um, and when I get a reaction like that from somebody who listens to my music or even sees me live at a performance and comes up to me and says like, I'm going home tonight as a whole different person because of you, like I'm, I'm melting inside. And I feel like if I'm doing that, then I'm doing my job right for my purpose here on this earth. Love that. Absolutely. And I'd say both of you are definitely on a strong path to doing that. As opposed to like the reactions that you're getting from both of your music, it sounds like the personal nature of it is shining through, which is which is always good to hear. Thanks, KBs. KBs. There you go. Cause you gotta shout that out. <laughs> I didn't like that. This is Kenny Bieber. I should see we should see KBs there instead. Maybe we should I change the, the title. You gotta name. put the capital B though. K Biebs. <laughs> is it a capital Z or is it only the capital B? I don't know. I change it ever so often. But you it, right. that's well, your that's you though. Right. I'll <laughs> let you choose. I'll, I'll gladly take that. <laughs> I, you know, um, one of the things that I did when I was thinking about women who rock is I looked up um, like some quotes by some uh, famous female artists, and I just wanted to see what types of things were important to them and what they said. And um, like one of them I was going to read to you um, was by Taylor Swift. And it just made me think of it, Jackie, when you were saying the younger girls who are reaching out to you for your music. Um, sorry about that. Someone just called me. <laughs> Whoops. Um, Taylor Swift said, my hope for the future, not just the music industry, but in every young girl I meet, is that they all realize their worth and ask for it. And so I was just thinking about that, Jackie, when you were saying, you know, the young girls that are reaching out and admiring your music, um, you know, basically, you know, you're giving them that inspiration to to realize that, you know, what, you know, wh what am I, what should I, what is my worth? What, you know, what am I going to uh, to do with my life? And, and they see what you're doing. Um, so do you both, I, I'm sure you take that very seriously that you have youngsters reaching out to you and, and letting you know that that is meaningful to them. Yeah, it's weird. It's because it, it, it was very unexpected. You know, like I, I guess when you start putting out music again as a new artist, you don't know who's gonna react. You don't know who's gonna. First of all, you don't know if anyone's gonna listen. Number one, <laughs> and then number two, you have to really figure out who, who your audience is. Who's gonna be able to relate to, you know, what you're putting out there. And um, yeah, it was it was very surprising, but it's very meaningful. And I think. I think it's like life comes full circle. You know, I'm I'm doing something that I wish I had started sooner in my life and that I wish I had had the confidence to do and to pursue. And um, 
you know, like I said, I wish I had that person to look up to that I felt like I could relate to in music um, to give me that little extra like push, you know, um, so it's crazy. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's, like I said, it's definitely satisfying in that sort of way. Um, my aunt um, and her, her boyfriend, he has a, a little adorable niece and um, I actually saw her over Christmas break and she's so adorable and she walks in and she's like hi how are you and blah 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 and my aunt's like oh she's your stalker she like loves your music loves everything about it and she's like oh my god stop and it was the cutest <laughs> thing ever because I, I knew she was embarrassed right then and there oh, wow. um That's and so I felt so bad but like immediately I sat down with her and I said so like what are you into and this this and this and just like the glow on her face and just how excited she was and she's like how long have you been doing music and like how did you know like same kind of thing like just interviewing me and being like I want to know everything and and pretty much at the end of that conversation um she pretty much she just said thank you like you've you've really like you've made my day and you've given me something to look forward to and it, it almost in a way her saying like thank you for making me feel good as like a girl and as a girl soon to be kind of woman thing and and that's that's amazing. That's inspiring. And hey, if if I could do that for the rest of my life, and I don't even care, and not get paid for it. I just as long as it's getting out there and it's like really impacting people, um, then then I'm doing something right for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Kenny, are you up or am I up with the question? <laughs> yeah, I, I can ask a question definitely. Um, one of the things I actually it actually kind of builds off of the quote thing is that um. I feel like when we're in musical careers or creative careers, we're always kind of wondering like how, like what we're going to remember it for, or what we kind of want our like legacy to be. Like, obviously you're both still very um, early in your careers, but is there like an idea of what kind of impact you want to kind of leave with your music? Oh, <laughs> oh man. No <laughs> oh man. Um, the thing is, okay, this is how I'm going to answer this. The thing is, at the end of the day, I do want people to feel inspired and empowered and um, be able to relate to my music. But at the same time, I want them to also remember that I'm still fun. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, that's actually really good. That's a perfect mix. I feel like that's like the, the best way that I can explain this. And I think I purposely actually um try to make even though a lot of the lyrics are very serious i do still try to make my music kind of fun and upbeat which kind of sounds contradictory to what i think a lot of people would do um and there i mean obviously other artists do that too but i'm just saying that like that's also very intentional because i am a person who laughs and i'm very silly and i'm and i'm i fully embrace the weird and um so I think that um, I definitely would like that impact to be that like, yeah, it's it's fine to be vulnerable. It's great to be vulnerable. It's great to be, um, you know, to express yourself and to go through all kinds of stuff that sometimes is really crappy. Um, but at the same time, you can still also be a fun, happy person. And there, we're so multifaceted as human beings. And I think, you know, I just want people to know that too, that I'm fun. <laughs> I, that, God, that's perfect. Yeah, uh, that, that's a really good summary. I love it. it. That's 
That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. I think that's great. Oh man. I, in, in a way I'm all about, um, I'm all about manifestation and, and to a certain degree, law of attraction. Um, you know, you attract what you really think you need in your life and you say, I'm going to go for it. And you put the work in to go for it. And, um, I think people sometimes, including myself, get so caught up in everyday life that we put aside the present moment, um, like just getting up and sitting outside and having a cup of coffee and hearing the birds and stuff or, you know, seeing the sunrise, all that stuff. I think we forget how amazing that is and how those little moments are, are really what define your life and really what define happiness for you. And um I just want my music to kind of represent that in a way, hoping that it will shift mindsets to start thinking like that. And, you know, hopefully we'll go into a better society where we feel more confident about ourselves. We feel more um, interested in other people's stories. And, and some people, hey, we're humans. We, we like to talk about ourselves and we like to be about ourselves. But it's it's also really nice to hear other people's stories and and that feeling of somebody understanding you is amazing. And if my music could go down in history, leaving that impact for people to say she changed society in that sort of way, that would, oh my God, I, that's it. I don't need to come back to life after that. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's when you know. I'm done. That would be the ultimate, I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I when you said the law of attraction and manifest manifestations and everything, I'm like, oh, we could have a whole other podcast on that because I'm all into I'm, that. I'm all yes. Into that. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy. I love it. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I irritate my fiance all the time. I'm like, all about the law of attraction. He's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you both like one thing? I'm always really pro uh, manifest manifesting is you know just positivity in my life. You know because I I did you know like I struggled with self-esteem like I had mentioned earlier for many many years and you know my my belief is you surround yourself with uh you know positive people put yourself in their company um you know do you um, both reach out to uh, specific people to kind of lift you up um either career-wise or just personal life are there people in your circle that that you regularly go to for uh support Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely blessed with a lot of very amazing people in my life. I mean, my husband is, is on another level of, of wonderful. Um, you know, my parents, I have, um, you know, a bunch of really close friends in my circle that I know will always be there when I need them to be, um, regardless of what's happening in my life. So yeah, I, I've been, I've been very lucky and, um, and to have the support of them when it comes to my music as well, which is which is really cool, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my answer. And I've got cats; they're pretty great too. Cats, yes. you <laughs> Natalie, you can test to that. I love my cats. <laughs> I didn't incorporate that into the stage. The so Sometimes I think Lou Lou thinks that I love them more than him, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Get that one on recording. <laughs> Oh God! No, he's in the next room. I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm the same way. Just really close family, friends. Um, my fiance, above all. I mean, he's he's definitely my rock. I feel like he is the happiest person I've ever met in my life, and he's just always kind of like 
you choose to be angry, you choose to be sad, you know, you choose to be happy. And he kind of reminds me that like, I have that choice. And that at the end of the day, he reminds me how good of a person I am. And that alone just kind of lifts my spirits and puts me in the right direction or gets me focused back to where I need to be. Um, same thing with my parents. And uh, I have an older sister. She's awesome too. They all give great advice. Um, and same with my friends. I mean, I have a small group of friends that I really like to stay close to. Um, maybe I don't pitch it to them all the time or tell them all the time what's going on with me because I also don't want them to feel like, you know, hey, you're my therapist. Let me tell you all about my life and this, this, and this. Um, so it's really more towards like my family. But in some cases, they're they're like, hey, you can talk to me. Like, you know, don't feel like you can't be vulnerable around us. Um, you don't have to play this strong face. And I think sometimes I do that. Um, but they're awesome. And they all support my music the, the same way. And um, I, I really look up to all of them for that, for, for not just that, but also they're great human beings. They're so successful. And it's amazing to look at friends and family like that and be like, cool, this is what I'm going to work towards because I have these strong people in my life to look up to. So. Awesome. That's a very good answer on both on both accounts. It's good to have that support system too, because it's like it's tough in this in this industry, this scene where it's like you get caught up and thinking about so many things. Sometimes you need that fresh perspective to kind of be like, hey, it is a good song. You are doing a good job. Don't get too caught up in like the internet, like yeah. trends and craziness for sure. Definitely. So with this uh, this pandemic kind of uh, halting everything, um, do either of you have any plans for this next year? Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with live music. Um, have you been working on anything? Has the pandemic like fueled your creativity? Um, and are you hoping to to kind of finish up or continue to work on something for the rest of the year that's started during the pandemic? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, the pandemic, <laughs> you know, 2020 started off really great for me and I was really feeling good about things, talking about confidence. Um, <laughs> I had booked so many shows. I had booked um, a tour. I played my first So Far Sounds show, just like, all these cool things were starting to happen. And then it's like, which I know is the case for everyone, you know? So it's like, can't really have yourself a big pity party. You know, we're all dealing with it. But, um, you know, at, at first, to be honest with you, I mean, I really lost a lot of that creative um, inspiration. I was just kind of like, I, I was definitely having that little, you know, uh, that pity party for myself over here and saying, Oh, it's music's over. <laughs> you know, this drama queen over here. Um, you know, and, and I got over it. I got over it. Thank God. Um, you know, I, I released a couple songs throughout the year. Um, you know, and as far as as far as this, you know, this year goes, I think I'm super hopeful uh, that more live music starts to come back, especially now with you know, uh, more vaccinations. And, and now that the warmer weather is coming around, more outdoor shows and things like that. Um, I am working on a project that uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, um, but haven't really talked about it yet. So I'm going to keep that a secret. Um, but, but yeah, I'm hoping to be more productive. I'm hoping to get more of those shows back on the calendar that had been canceled last year. But We'll see what happens. I mean, listen, as a musician, it's as a as an artist, it's one of those things where every day is different, at least for me. Um, my emotional 
levels go up and down. My creative levels go up and down. It really just depends on, I mean, we're moody creatures, artists, okay? We're moody creatures. <laughs> um, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> literally have learned to understand that um, it's not just me, you know, we're all just, we're all just experiencing the things. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm hopeful things will, will be in a better place at least this coming year, maybe next year. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see what, you know, what that brings. Absolutely. I think we all can agree on that one. And so is there any, any lesson in particular you learned about, um, yourself and about maybe perseverance during the pandemic? Cause I feel like a lot of creatives and maybe even Diane, you can test this too. Like we all kind of realized like when the going gets tough, it's like, you really have to like motivate yourself to like keep going. So talk a little, if, if you have anything to contribute yeah. to that. Yeah, um, well, this, <laughs> my song Can't Quit You, which came out last summer, um, is, is actually about not, you know, no matter how awful I feel, I can't quit music. So it, it the lyrics to the song are very vague and sound more like a love song, but the, the, the story behind it is really just that no matter how toxic my relationship can feel sometimes with music and the creative process, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna quit. And so I think that was a good thing that kind of came out of the pandemic. Um, I think I think I also um, really connected more with the, the music community um, via social media, I met a lot of people that I haven't had the opportunity to meet in person yet. Um, my song Afterglow was a collaboration uh, with Jimmy Meyer of the band The Dives, and we had never met each other and co-wrote over Zoom and, you know, and then released the song in a couple months ago. Wow. So lots of cool things, you know, I think have, have come out of the craziness. And um, I think it's taught me to, uh, I think it's taught me to, I think it made me realize I'm stronger than I think I am. And I, and I still, um, I can still do this um, without the outside validation of booking gigs or seeing people, you know, come to my shows, if that kind of makes any sense. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree on that. Um, I, I'm even at the point, I mean, we booked shows this year to make up for last year. Um, and I even told my band at one point, I, I said, you know what, we're, we have it decent amount of shows each month maybe one or two per month maybe we're skipping a month or whatever um but i told them let's we're not booking anymore i'm at this point where i still want us to be safe about it um that's one thing and the other thing is there's so much more we could work on than putting ourselves at risk and going to play shows and stuff like that so that that's a key thing um we did book shows though so i am excited to um, kind of get back out there and and just feel that euphoria from performing. I think I need a little bit of that to boost my confidence right now. Um, and just to feel sanity, because <laughs> I feel like that was a big thing for me um, before this pandemic. Um, so we we are doing that. Our next big show is actually um, April 9th at the Wonder Bar. Um, so that'll be my first show back full band, which will be really exciting. Um, and I feel safe about it because they they have limited capacity. It's it's tables only, so not everybody's kind of walking around like like we used to at Wonder Bar. Um, but that's really exciting. Um, but aside from that, we are working on a live EP um, from a show from the past, <laughs> and we're gonna be releasing that hopefully sometime soon. Uh, we have a couple of other things. 
um, that we've got in store. And um, I'm hoping that we we started working on two new songs last year before the pandemic. And um, I'm hoping that once all these other new things coming up are are done, we could get that ready and finished up for the end of the year to hopefully have new stuff going into the new year. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're pretty much just the ball, getting the ball rolling. Um, Cause like I said, last year, I couldn't, I couldn't do much, especially with, um, with not being able to sing or anything. So I spent most of my time, I actually started, I was like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to meditate. I'm just going to just go all in mentally and physically, hoping that that will pull me out of the rut that I was in as far as um, my self-confidence with losing my voice. So I think because of that, I'm a little more motivated this year <laughs> and that's kind of pushing me to get the ball rolling. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that all works out and um, it'll fall into place the way it needs to. <laughs> Fingers crossed for sure. Well, I yes. think I, I think I speak for Kenny and me. This has been like thoroughly enjoyable. You too. That has been an awesome yes. interview. Really, I'm glad we got you guys on here. I think we had a really good lightning discussion. And I think you guys really, it's crazy like pairing you guys, like not to like compare, but like you guys have a lot of like common ground musically, which I thought was awesome to explore. I love that. But the, see, that's the best part about this. Like, like there are so many things that we have in common, Jackie. And I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I know. And we've never officially met before. So I yeah. know. I'm we've excited. actually we, we've we've crossed paths like social media wise we've been yeah. like we did the the awards thing we were nominated in the same category yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> the music video awards last year yes yes, yes. so, so it's fun. perfect i love this i love that like there's still yeah. ways to communicate um even with everything going on right now and and thank you diane and kenny for for putting this together this was so awesome yeah, yeah. thank you diane so i mean this is her idea so much credit you both, you both rock. You both absolutely do rock. Rock. You're women who rock in Asbury. And um, and thank you both for joining us tonight. This has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. When you're in the